What's up, junkies? Welcome back to another podcast episode. And today, we got the man, the legend, the myth, the underdog empowerment founder, right? This guy has built podcast after podcast. His podcast went in the first fucking week, guys, into the top 200 podcasts on iTunes. Maybe you guessed it, maybe not, but his name is Zachary Backup. What's up, brother? Yo, man, that's a killer intro. I'm, I'm a little nervous. I got to follow that up, man. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> nah, it's going to be all cool. It's going to be all cool, man. So thanks for being on the podcast. We spoke prior to this. We get to know each other. But um, tell the people, like, just before everything, like, your backstory, right? I didn't tell them, yeah, like, anything about who you are, what you did, what you didn't do. But take us back to before the 19-year-old you because I know there is where the first change start happening. Yeah, man. Um, I'm going to condense it as much as possible. If you want to unpack more, we can always do that, but I'm real respectful of your time and everybody else's time here. Um, I grew up without a father figure, man, and wanted to fit in with the crowd and made a lot of poor choices and was doing things kind of like what we were talking about before we hopped on the show, uh, not being authentic, doing things that were outside of my character to fit in with these crowds and it got me in a lot of trouble, man, for, for being that. And I uh, started smoking weed when I was real young. And before I knew it, dude, I caught some cases by the time I was 17 and ended up going to prison for over four years of my life. Um, did five years total uh, after I went back. But, uh, yeah, I just didn't have any chief aim in life, nothing to really aspire to. And I uh, was just kind of going through the motions, man, and led me down a dark path, man. But I wouldn't change none of it, man, because it made me who I, am to, who I am today and brought me to where I'm at now. Yeah, awesome, brother. Awesome. So um, I know now you run a successful business. Your podcast is booming. So how did everything start? Were you always this, like, vocally, let's say, person? You always, like, like to talk? How did you dive into podcasting? Yeah, dude. So when I went back to prison the last time, I went back uh, for a DWI. I was, drink- I was heavily drinking, because uh, long story, um, and just made poor decisions. I did it to myself. And when I came home, though, I, I went back 20 days before my twin sons were born. And, and Shannon, that was it for me, bro. That was like, you know, I'm done, man. I'm, you know, all I wanted was to be the father figure I didn't have growing up. And now I'm missing out on that. So I got out, got into network marketing for about two years, bro. And I uh, had some early on success with that. And, and at the time, bro, you couldn't even scare me off the word pyramid scheme because I didn't know what the hell it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I got off into that. And was making almost about $2,000 a month residual within my first six months. So it was cool, but it just wasn't my thing. And there's good companies out there. There's bad ones. I'm not saying I was in a bad company, but they didn't do a good job at training us. And I was just burning through relationships. And that that wasn't my style, man, because I've always been like the social butterfly. I've always thrived in sales jobs, working with people um, and just always loved that type of stuff. And so I ended up moving on. And I began building my brand on YouTube before, uh, before podcasts. That's another long story. But um, when I finally landed on podcasts, it was because uh, I no longer, um, it's, it, I know this is going to sound crazy. I no longer use click funnels just because I'm, I got sick of it. And I just, I'm not, it's just not my jam anymore, but it was for a while. Yeah. And I, I, I moved to platforms, but that's another long story. But uh, I was studying at the time when I first got into it, I was studying hardcore Russell Brunson. I bought the Funnel Hacks Masterclass, all this shit. And one of those modules in there, he was telling the story 
of this guy. And he's like, man, he couldn't never, nobody gave him the time of day. Nobody uh, wanted anything to do with him. Just having a rough go. And then he started his own podcast, his own show. Then everybody wanted to be on it. And then things started looking up for him. I'm like, dude, that's exactly what I'm going through right now. Here I am trying to collaborate with other entrepreneurs. And anytime I'm just, uh, nobody's taking me serious. I'm just the ex-convict turned entrepreneur afterthought that nobody gave the time of day to. And so that's what drove the podcast. It was for selfish reasons, first and foremost, to, yeah. to help, help myself break out of that stigma that they were placing me in. And then also empower other underdogs in the process, man. It was one of the best decisions I ever made. Awesome. But like, it was like kind of a curse and a blessing at the same time, because you said like you wanted to kind of quit the stigma, like stop the things there, like the image you had, but that's kind of your brand identity right now from gone yeah. to, to, the, to this hero type of figure, you know? And I know uh, prior to this, I did some research. I know that you had like some struggles with uh, finding your audience like I'm having right now. Just to give you the context for that, like I told you, I wanted to start my business. Uh, courses after courses, how to start your marketing agency, how to start this. The best Facebook ads course, whatever. So I was like, cool, Facebook ads is the way to go. So who do you serve? Like everybody, right? Everybody needs ads. Online is the way to go. But the more I dig into, first, the money wasn't coming in. <laughs> That's the first thing. Money wasn't coming in. Um, my company wasn't growing. And mind you, like last December, I quit my job. I was like, I'm done with this shit. Um, people said, you got to jump. So I jumped. Well, I felt flat on my face. <laughs> like, pop. And I was like, cool, okay. Okay, I, I stood up. It's happened. But the thing that I was struggling was like, the thing I knew was, okay, one thing is for sure. I know marketing now. Like, I get it. I invested. Okay, I'm, trying, I'm getting the sales part, right? But the, the one missing piece that I had and still is figuring things out as I go is who do I serve? Like, because I feel like that's the, the first key that everybody needs to hit it on. Is. It's the most, dude, it's, you're so right, dude. And I feel like all of us struggle with that. I know I sure in the hell did, bro. And you know what was really eye-opener for me on that? And it kind of like simplified that because it's like, well, fuck, I want to serve everybody. And then, you know, if you serve everybody, you don't serve anyone because it's just so broad and generalized. And so if we're talking specifically from a personal branding standpoint, not a company brand, but a personal brand standpoint, a company brand like Apple, Walmart, McDonald's, Coca-Cola, you know, the largest brands in the world, they can serve anybody because for one, they had the money to do it, but uh, they had the advertising dollars, but two, they're a company brand and they can be the ideal to whoever customer avatar they create. But if we're talking about a personal keyword, personal brand, you can't just make up some bullshit imaginary uh, customer avatar and be the perfect person. What really took me to the next level when I actually started fucking making money online is when I realized that personal branding, I'm not making up any customer avatar. My audience is who I was yesterday because there's no, if I try and make up this imaginary avatar and then try to be the ideal for that avatar of what they want to aspire to, but it doesn't align with who I really am, that shit's going to come to the surface, man. And people, it, people's bullshit detectors are high core this day. So you really just got to figure out yourself. 
who am I? Where was I? What can I help? What can I help myself get to point A? And even if you're early, early on and don't have a ton of experience, you still have more experience than what you did from someone just starting their own business and you can help them get some quick wins. And then, so my whole thing was like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to do this podcast just like you're doing. And I'm going to say, Hey, I don't have all the fucking answers. And I still say this. I don't have all the fucking answers, but I'm willing to stick my neck on the line every single day and, and figure these things out. And I'm going to bring you some of the top people in the industry that is going to, you know, help us solve a lot of those answers for us as well. Um, that was a game changer for me, bro. And, and so you, you basically just look back at who was sack maybe at 18 years old, like, who, 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 like, so to, to understand it quickly, I just look back at who the person was yesterday, like two, two, two months ago, one year ago, and who you are today and what happened and kind of bring that old person with the same bad type of thing. Is it that thing? Yeah. So it gets even deeper than that, bro. So the main things that I would focus on instead of like, you know, some people like, Oh, my perfect customer is a 35 year old male with three kids and a wife. Bullshit, man. Who am I gives a fuck about the demographics, man? It could be, they can have five kids or no kids. Like that don't matter. We want to focus more on the psychographics. So like, when I launched Underdog Empowerment, I learned from launching my first brand on YouTube. I did it wrong. It was called Win With Zach. It was selfish. It was all about me. It wasn't a movement that everybody could get behind. And it was just cheesy and lame. And so I learned from that. And so when I launched the Underdog Empowerment, it was very intentional. Everything from the words Underdog Empowerment, Underdog, a competitor that's thought to have little to no chance to win. Um, uh, everybody's counting out. Uh, empowerment is a set group of people, given power to a set group of people. The color scheme, if you Google psychology of colors, the red, aggressive, power, you know, all that shit. So, like, every, even the logo, all that stuff was intentionally thought out. But, but more so, it's like this, the psychographics. So like, I'm like, who am I? Well, I'm an ex-convict. No, I'm more than an ex-convict. I'm, I'm, I'm an underdog. I'm an underdog entrepreneur. I'm a, I'm a motherfucker. Fuck you. If you say I can't have it, I'm going to go show you. That's who I am. Like, I'm going to go out and make shit happen. I'm straight to the chase. No fluff, no bullshit. And so I was like, that's who I need to be. And that's what I'm going to be in my brand. And I'll just attract the right people because we're going to piss people off regardless. And I'm not saying be polarizing just to be polarizing, but here's the deal, man. You get these fake ass wannabe entrepreneurs, soft motherfuckers online. They're like, Oh, I'm, I'm all about contribution and I'm so selfless and first off, first and foremost, I call bullshit because we're all selfish creatures, bro. We're in it for ourselves first and foremost, and that's how it should be, and that's how it has to be. You can't fill up a cup from an empty cup. Yeah. And then so, and then so society places all these standards on us that none of us can meet because it's a good thing because a society that would allow killing, murder, and, and rape and shit would not be a good society to live in. So it's good. But also, none of us can meet. We, here's, the, here's the deal, man. Every single one of us, those people say I'm positive all the time and I'm just a positive person loving bullshit, man. We all have dark thoughts, emotions, and desires. And the people that try to suppress it and act like they don't are the ones you really got to watch out for. Those are the people I can't trust. I don't trust a motherfucker that says they're positive all the time. Always smiling. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. You mean to tell me you don't want to punch somebody in the throat sometimes when you get pissed off? We are, we're humans, bro. It's impossible not to, man. So, uh, yeah, I know it kind of went off onto a little bit of a rant, but the more you, 
yeah, the more you can be real, yeah, it's going to piss a lot of people off. But no matter who you are, the, the reason why you're not being real is because you're scared of how you'll be perceived. You, you'll, you won't even say shit when you know it could potentially improve the quality of life of another human being, but you're scared to say it because you don't want to be perceived as a bad person or whatever, as a mean person. And one of our biggest fears next to dying is being, we're social creatures, being outcasted from the tribe. So that's the reason why we don't say it. But the, the thing is, man, no matter what you say, no matter who you are, even if you're some fake ass positive monk all the time, there's still going to be people that hate you for it. There's still going to be people that love you for it. So it's just so much easier being yourself, man. And you'll attract the right people. 100%. And, and I love that so much because like I told you, like in the beginning, I was like, cool. I'm serving everybody, man. Like I'm trying to be cool for everybody. So they see, yeah, this guy is doing great things. He's trying to help everybody. But then I figured out, okay, if nobody's trying to, like nobody's look, will look at you or like even notice you. If you speak like one day about e-commerce, the other day about coaching, then you go into lead generation this day. And then it's like, yo, one thing I learned on this whole marketing journey that I went on is general, like you got to be a specialist in order to get the money. And this like this on your service, like being only Facebook ads, but also the audience you want to serve, like being only for, like you said, like the underdog, like the people that, running from the ground and one like the hum, hunger will get them through the ceiling you know or like somebody like me like i'm kind of also like an underdog because i'm from a whole like i'm from the caribbean right in curacao lies paradise in caribbean now i came here to study in the, in the netherlands in europe like i'm i'm an underdog as well here because not only for my skin color i, I thought that just because i'm a foreigner like i'm uh, people outside of the country who trying to Go big, you know? So you always have that political, socially things against you. And that's why I, like, I resonate so much with your tribe and what you stand for. And just to go deeper into, uh, just let's switch for a moment, man. Let's dive in some strategies and we can talk about this deep, we talk back if you want to. But um, how did you, like, what strategy, like, or if, is there, was there a set of strategy that uh, that you did or like did you implement it to get into the top 200 podcast yeah one? man yeah there's so many strategies but here's the deal man uh, i share this freely man uh paid clients or not um the the only four metrics that matter to get ranked on apple there's only four of them everybody thinks like oh man i gotta i gotta know somebody that works at apple or i gotta i gotta be a celebrity or i gotta have this huge audience Oh man, it's bullshit, man. It's just, here's these four metrics, dude. And it's written reviews, ratings, subscribers, and downloads. Those are the only four metrics that you can get that are going to bump you up into the rankings. Um, now, Apple, uh, me and my team stay on top of this. They did a huge algorithm change up here about a month ago and introduced all these new categories. And so there's a few slight differences as far as uh, being able to rank. Like they took out the, the top 200 charts for all the subcategories, like to give an example, business is a main category. And then you have subcategories like marketing, management, entrepreneurship, and so on. It used to have a top 200 chart for every single category, sub or main category. Now they just have them for the main categories. And then they'll have like the, they'll show the 60 all time greatest shows 
for each subcategory, like a Gary Vaynerchuk for entrepreneurship. It's obviously one of those. So there, there's, there's always switching up the algorithm, but still it remains those four metrics is how you get ranked. So what I did is I went gung ho and fucking got a shit ton of people to review my shit and got a shit ton of people to subscribe and download. And that's how I got ranked. And then using that, using that ranking as leverage to get other guests on the show and more people to tune in and stuff or whatnot. And how did you go about getting those people to like, download, rate your podcast? Just spamming them on in a DM or? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear to God, bro. I, I did network marketing for about the first two years when I came out of uh, prison. Wasn't my thing. I uh, moved on from it. But if there's one thing that I learned in network marketing, I learned how not to network with people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, no, I didn't do the whole spam thing. It, it takes a long time, but I actually have a conversation with somebody and like, like a, off the top of my head, I'll be like, uh, say I'm messaging you on Facebook, like Shannon, I have a huge favor to ask you. And then I'd shut up and I'd wait for you to reply. I wouldn't, you know, most people like, Hey, I just launched a podcast. Please subscribe, yeah. blah, 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 and drop the link. I'd wait for you to be like, you know, Hey, what's up, man? Or shoot or what's going on. And then when you answer, I'd be like, Hey dude, can you subscribe to my podcast and write a written review if I send you the link? And I'm, I'm at, I didn't even hit you with the link then. I'm asking you if you did it, if I send you the link. You're like, yeah, man, sure, no problem. Most of the time, everybody will say that. Sometimes people, uh, ever, I, I don't think I've ever had nobody say no. But, um, and, then, and then after they say it, like, cool, man, dude, I thank you so much for uh, taking your time to do this and then drop the link. And then, then that's how you get it. Now, obviously, it takes a long time. There's other ways of doing it, like running contests and stuff like that, which I've had students do that and rank up. But, uh, but yeah, man, it's just, treating people like real people instead yeah. of trying to trying to skip the process. I mean like re- real quick and then I'll, then, I'll, then I'll quit it. But would you go, I know you wouldn't, but would you go to a party uh, of people you never met before and then pull out your product? Like, Hey man, I got this product Buy my shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. No, you're, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you did, you'd be getting made fun of and nobody would like you and shit. So treat people how you would in real life, how you do online. And now it goes a long way. Yeah, exactly. And, just to go deeper into that, like even let's say let let take like, let's take me as an example, right? I'm starting to document my journey. We will get deeper into this as well, but like I'm trying to get my voice, like trying to um, get to know my who the fuck I am. Um, do you also for your students? Do you also like advise or recommend them to just go out there and start getting this ranking, or because like maybe the con like maybe the content is good, like the the message is good, but like the delivery isn't there yet. Would you still go out there and ask people to, to rank and, and leverage after ranking into the, the top podcast, leverage it to get the bigger podcast, even though you know that you aren't there yet? I would go definitely right out the gate and get it ranked up because that's going to create all the momentum. And here's, here's the deal, man. You go back and listen to my first episodes. I suck shit. You know what I'm saying? I was the same thing. You know, I was trying to figure it out. I had a little bit more practice because I'd been on YouTube for about a year and a half, but it was still new. And if you listen to like my first episodes versus the ones now, it's a clear night and day difference of the growth. And that's just how we learn, bro. We suck shit at everything at first. Like, you know, we come out the womb. We didn't know how to walk. We fall hundreds, maybe even thousands of times trying to learn how to walk. But we didn't, we were like, oh no, fuck that. I'm just going to wait till you know to try and start walking until like I read all the books on it and get no we just kept going and eventually we practiced the skill enough to where 
we were able to start walking and we kind of looked like a three-legged deer, you know, we were all goofy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We kept on doing it. Eventually we were able to walk and shoot bubble gum. So it's the same with podcasting. You just, you'll, you'll step into it. Uh, I was the same way as you. Like I didn't have my podcasting voice until around like episode 89 with Dan Henry uh, is when I really started stepping into it. Yeah. And I can, it continues to get better and better. But now I feel like I'm really like coming into it now. But uh, but it just takes it just takes don't be thinking yeah it just takes doing it. And this like literally that was like my next question like how did you find your voice? But like it was like at episode eighty nine with Dan Henry. But like how did you did something click or like did you felt something different? Like hey, I feel <laughs> like <laughs> I feel like doing this every day kind of yeah. that's confidence. Yeah. Yeah. So you're doing it and you're going to step in yours because you're already, we're doing this right now. And so, and it's really cool that you even ask that on this show because now your audience gets to grow with you and see your growth as it happens, which is really fucking cool. And people appreciate that shit. I know I do. And uh, people will be like, man, I remember when Shannon was just starting out and stuff, look at him now, blah, blah. blah. So it's yeah. really cool that you're, you're open like that. And that goes a long way. But um, really, I can give you like the the tip of how I use it in my mind, but it's, I feel like it's like something that you just got to do and, and evolve into. But for me, it switched, it flipped for me when I was like, I stopped looking at it. Like I was just talking into a microphone and nobody in the room. Cause it's kind of weird, especially when you're doing solo episodes, and you're in a room by yourself. You're like, bro, <laughs> bro, how do I have a conversation with myself? You know what I'm saying? Um, but I started imagining me being on stage Cause it's kind of like what it is and speaking to a group of people. And, and then I started thinking like, Hey, there's an actual person on the end of this and I'm trying to communicate with them. Yeah. And when I started treating it like it was like a real person, which it is, it's just weird because you're in a room by yourself talking to the microphone. Um, then it's, I started stepping into it and it, it, it didn't sound so um, monotone and weird and mechanical it started sounding organic like oh shit I'm just spitting it's coming out you know yeah. like are you like I'm like my first drop was on August 1st I decided like maybe one week before two weeks before like 10 days August 1st I'm just gonna start this podcasting I was them like I was like fucking with my own head I wanted to do this since like after GrowthCon I went to GrowthCon in Miami That was like a, that was like in February, man. Myself and my mind and my limited beliefs. On July, I think July 20th, something like that. I decided, you know what? August, it will start. Came a friend, did the cover art and all the good stuff. And my first episode, like in my mind, it was like a 30 minutes, 40 minute talk. Like after I done it, like my girlfriend just looked at me like. Like, where are you going? Like, why are you in a rush? <laughs> like, and looking at the timer, I only spoke, like, for eight minutes. Like, <laughs> Shit. Yeah. So then so she was, like, just, she sat, like, ne like next to me. And I, I turned on the, the, the mic and just started speaking kind of to her. And it went, it's getting, it's getting better, you know? Like you said, and one thing, you know, do, do you know um, Jared J. White of the ClickFunnel community? The, the, The guy with Jared, the, the guy with the, he got, he got also tats on his hand. The white guy with the man warrior guy, I think his company called. Oh yeah. Yeah. Garrett white. I know you're yeah. talking about wake up warrior. Exactly. 
So I, and one of his quotes that I love is, we all start, I think he said, you all start like bad, like you suck at the first. And you, if you keep doing it, you keep sucking like less, 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 until one day you can, you'll you be good, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that's kind of the good stuff. But um, so that was a strategy and how to find your voice. Um, so I know you talk about also like the four W's. I read your PDF, the free, that's amazing. But I want to hear from yourself, like for a person that doesn't know where to start, first explain the four W's and how can someone starting off start taking action on that? Because I feel like that's basically the blueprint of having a successful uh, podcast. Yeah, dude. I'm glad you brought that up, dude. So and it's really the blueprint of any success of growing any type of audience or customer base, you know what I mean? And so um, going back to what we were talking about with the personal branding and really just understanding who you are and then being yourself and then helping that person um, that goes into it. And so the four W's, the uh, actual exercise of what you can do to really find that out is uh and this for for long-term podcast success but you could apply this to anything that we just mentioned but the first thing is what what is your podcast about i mean what the fuck is your podcast about man you got people on social media like i help you dig into the deeper you to bring the inner self to the surface like dude what the fuck are you even talking about you know (laughs) it's like just say it and so uh, you want to be able to communicate that in one sentence or less so that if anybody asks you, communicate it. But just so you know crystal clear on exactly what is your podcast about. For me, Underdog Empowerment is the number one resource for underdog entrepreneurs to get to the next level in their business and life. It's simple. Boom. It's a long one sentence, but it's boom. And so the the thing is, man, communication is is critical and and it's just like baseball, man. A bad throw in baseball can cost you a couple runs. It can even cost you the game. So how that relates to podcasts, people that don't know you, we're talking about cold traffic, not warm traffic. People that don't know you, they land on your podcast through a keyword because iTunes is the third largest search engine in the world next to Google and YouTube. And so they land on your podcast. They don't know you at all. They're cold traffic. If you don't clearly communicate with them and tell them what, who, why, and, and, and where in your podcast there here's what happens with I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you just like the the term bounce rate on a website where people land on your website and they immediately form an opinion and they leave five seconds later same thing in podcasts and people land on you on iTunes they land on your podcast first thing they look at is your cover art okay that they resonate they resonate with the title and then they read your description they're not just going to automatically start listening to you if they have never heard of you before and if you can't communicate that in that show description of, of those four W's they're gone and you could have potentially just missed out on a, a raving fan that would have shared all of your podcast episodes with all their friends and brought you so much listenership and, and potential customers, but you fucked up. So, um, what is your podcast about in one sentence or less? Um, I'll fly through the next these. I don't want to have a long winded answer here, but, uh, next one is though, who, who is your audience? Obviously if you're speaking into a microphone full of air, you, you know, you don't have nobody. So, who is it? And to go back to that, the best way to do it, you know, with podcasting, it's just like a personal brand. Even if you got a company tied to it, people are not coming in because of your company brand. They're coming to the podcast for you, whether they hate you or like you, it doesn't matter. They're tuning into your show to hear your thoughts, views, and perspective on things. Yeah. So the best way to do that is to know who the fuck you are. 
and then be that person for your ideal audience because that's who you're going to attract. Um, third would be uh, where. Where are you taking them? This is a big one. Um, this is how Russell Brunson builds built click funnels. It's a cult. Now, there's good cults and bad cults. Obviously, fucking Nazi Germany was fucking horrible shit. And that, that was bad, but that's a good example of a bad cult. And then you got shit like ClickFunnels where it's empowering people to help make money and shit. It's a cult, though. They get you to brainwash you into the system and shit. Church, that shit's a cult, bro. Like, we can go on and on. So, but it's huge, though. You got you to gotta, you gotta paint the picture of a future that people have two, thing, two key things. One, that they desire because if they don't want the future, they, they don't give a fuck about it. And also something that they have faith in. If people fear the future, they get jammed up, they get paralyzed, and they don't take action. But if you can paint a future of what they have faith in, it renders them perceptive to change and to take action. And so when, they, when, when you can clearly articulate, hey, from listening to this podcast, we're going to go from point A to point B, and I'm going to get you there through this podcast, and it's something that they have faith in and that they desire, you're winning. That's how you do it. And then uh, finally, the, the fourth W is why. And it's really important too. Why the fuck should somebody listen to you? Um, for, for me, for my podcast, we talk a lot about marketing and psychology. And, and there's a lot of podcasts out there that are about marketing and psychology. So why should they listen to me? There's probably hundreds, if not thousands of them out there. And so one thing you got going for you, obviously, is you're you. You're uniquely different. And nobody else on this face of this earth is like you, period. So that's awesome. You got that going for you. But that's not enough. Uh, we, we, we can't stop there. So the exercise that I run all my students through is I say, Hey, go out in your industry of your podcast. So say you're, you're doing Facebook ads, go to all the Facebook ads, podcasts, the top 10 and write down the top 10 Facebook ads, podcasts, check them out, see what they're talking about, see how their delivery is, see what their personalities are like, and then come at it from a unique angle. So for me, I hit on the, the why in my very first sentence of my podcast description. I say, from living from over five years in prison, rubbing elbows with multimillionaires every day, my name is Zachary Babcock, and I'm a student of psychology, business, and marketing with broad, broad perspective, perspective of both extremes of life. Now, you might not have a crazy prison story or whatnot like I do. I mean, I don't think a lot of people went to prison or whatnot, but you have, yeah, but, but uh. But you have something, though, that sets you uniquely different. You might have a crazy story like I do or like you do, Shannon. Or you might not have a crazy story. You might have like a really average-ass story that a lot of people have. But you might bring a unique personality to it, meaning you might be very polarizing on the topic versus everybody else that's doing this podcast is really cut and dry, boring, and professional shit or you might be very humorous injecting humor throughout now you're educating and entertaining throughout the podcast versus everybody else being boring whatever it is mark out those top 10 podcasts so now you can see the difference you can come at and you have those people to invite on your show later on and go on their show uh in the future as well but yeah that's the four w's wrapped up in a nutshell sorry for the long-winded answer bro no i love it man i love it like it's it was like the first w it was clear you go, like it was like if if somebody didn't like write this shit down, they should go back because literally you just went through the whole blueprint on how to one start a podcast, talk clearly to your audience, find who the fuck you want to talk to, and start looking for potential partnership that would potentially grow your podcast. And that's also the next thing I want to ask you is how now. I mean, this is my red right now. Maybe my 10th interview, right? 
So I'm getting along the lines, getting better each and every day. But how can I grow after finding this, after going on a journey? How can I grow my podcast faster? That's the first question. And how, after that, how can I start monetizing? Because on like at the end of the day, if somebody tells you there's not in, there's not in it for the money, like, like I'm like shut the fuck up, you're you're you know, a damn liar. Exactly. So like we're on a part like a marketing uh, podcast, a sales funnel junkie podcast. So basically monetizing the shit of every opportunity. So like, how can somebody grow a podcast? Is the first question, and how can somebody start monetizing it? in the same way. Like, yeah, man. Yeah. So there's literally, there's literally so many ways to grow it. Um, but I'm going to share with you, uh, my favorite and also one of the least favorite, which is probably what most people do. And that's the reason why they don't grow. And so the first thing is if your number one growth strategy to grow your podcast is sharing it on social media and asking the guests to share, I guarantee it that you're not growing. You're seeing a bunch of ebbs and flows growth and you're hardly growing at all. And it's very frustrating. It's slow and painful. And you're like, well, dude, what the hell? I put out killer content and it's not growing. Why is this happening? Exactly. And I know this, I know this through experience of my first 10 months of not growing. I, I literally share my, my stats from Libsyn on, on online all the time and show how I'm growing and stuff now. And the reason why that doesn't work See, that's their number one growth strategy where it should be the very last thing you should do as far as marketing your podcast. You should still do it, but it should be the very last step of your marketing process. And the reason why, because people want to know why, yeah. is that because if all you're doing on sharing on social media, check it out, man. Everybody that's already connected with you on social media, they already know you have a podcast. And if they wanted to come check you out, they would. Now, people, people need to see it a couple times before they actually take action. So that's one reason why you should share it on social media. Another reason is that you get new followers. So people that just started following you today, they need to know that you have a podcast. So that's another reason why to share it on social media. And then the third, which is the most powerful, when a, when a guest shares it, you're potentially reaching a, a large new audience that you haven't reached before in a lot of cases. So that's reasons why you should share it. But if that is your number one growth strategy, you are not, you're just seeing ebbs and flows and it's really slow and painful. And you're like, what the hell, dude? Um, so do it, but make it your last part. And then there's so many growth strategies that go into it. But one of my favorite is what we're kind of doing right now is getting on other shows that align with your podcast and going and dropping some bombs there, man. And, and hopefully they, they like you. And the reason why that works, Seth Godin quoted, uh, guest podcasting is the new guest blogging. When, when people, when blog was a new thing, everybody's doing the guest blogging. That's how they grow their blogs because it was a proof of concept. People that read that blog are proof of concept that they actually read blogs. And if they liked what you had to say, they'd come check out your stuff. So if you get on other podcasts that resonate with yours and you crush the interview and then you don't hit them with a million call to actions at the end when the, when the host is like, Hey, where can we find you out? Where can we check you out at? Just say the podcast. Everybody's like, well, dude, I want to sell them. I want to send them to my sales page or dude, I want to get them to join my email list. Where fuck all that, man. Look, man, play the long game. You're too much at rush in a hurry. Like we were talking about before, people are real human beings podcasting there's no better platform to nurture somebody and if they like you and you have them come check out your podcast guess what there's going to be plenty of opportunities where you sell shit on your podcast or ways for them to join your email list but just 
be real. I'm like, man, dude, if you guys enjoyed this interview, I'm real passionate about the podcast. Come check me out. To make it really easy for you, you can go to underdogempowerment.com right there on the front page. You can subscribe to whatever platform you listen to podcasts to. Hope to see you guys over there. Hey, Shannon, thanks for having me on your show. Yeah. Like, that's real. And people are like, okay. And so they go check you out. And uh, that's one of the best ways to grow your podcast because they're a proof of concept. Awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. So would you go just to the top 10 um, of, of your, like, let's say your industry? and try to be like a GV partner in there, like joint venture type of thing there, or just exploit the whole, let's say, instead of the subcategory, the whole category, like instead of only marketing, just go for the business as a whole. Yeah, man. So there's literally so many, there's, uh, as of, there's over 600,000 active podcasts on Apple from a, from Variety published an article back in February, 2019. So it's more than that. Now we're probably close to a million um, because it's grow. It started growing astronomically fast in 2018. Um, and it's just picking up. But um, so there's a lot of podcasts to get on out there and there's so many different ways to find them. Um, once you exhaust your list, like for me, I hang out on Facebook a lot. So once I exhausted my Facebook list, I, on, I can't say iTunes because they don't have iTunes anymore, but Apple Podcasts, you go on the, uh, on the app on the desktop, you literally find so many ways. So best place to start, you click on your own podcast and they have the three tabs. They have the details, reviews, and then uh, related. Click on related and after your podcast has been up for at least two weeks, uh, Apple gets to know you and then they'll see, it'll say listeners also subscribe to and it'll show you those podcasts. That's the best place to start because it's showing that people that like your podcast also like this podcast. So if you go get on those podcasts, all the other people on that podcast will probably like your podcast yeah. too. So you can start there. You can go into your categories on uh, iTunes or Apple, my bad. And um, you get different subcategories. Like, dude, I don't just stick it. Mine's an entrepreneurship uh, is my uh, subcategory, but I go on self-help sometimes. I go into marketing, whatever. As long as the as long as I go on the podcast and I read it and may even listen to it and I feel like, yeah, this aligns with me, who I am, and they'll, they'll dig me there. Boom. That's where I get in at. Awesome. And how can people start monetizing it? Because like maybe five minutes ago, you, you, you said about, okay, most people are in it for the, sh like for the short run, right? Um, selling, selling, call to action, like every five seconds. <laughs> yeah. Go there, subscribe here, get my evil, get this, get that. So how can people start monetizing on podcasts then? Yeah, exactly. So here's the deal, man. Um, to go back to what you said, I can't stand people that say, oh, I'm not in it for the money and I'm so selfless. Look, man, there's nothing wrong with wanting to make a contribution, wanting to help other people out but you need fucking money to live, bro. You got families to feed. You got to feed. First and foremost, you got to feed yourself and you need to be money conscious. I'm not saying be a greedy and there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with, 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 with enjoying money. Like, dude, I, I fucking love money, dude. I don't care what nobody says, dude. Uh, but it's not the main thing that drives me. Obviously I got stuff that drives me even deeper, but money is very important to me. Um, but anyways, so how do you monetize a podcast? So when you go on other podcasts, your main objective is to get is to to kill the interview, and if they want to come check you out, have them come check you out. Um, but you monetize your podcast, like for you, for your example, your situation. How I would start monetizing it 
is I wouldn't come out with a course or none of this shit right out the gate until I mastered it. And I'd be straight up just like you're doing right now where I would monetize it right out the gate and where, where you're going to make the most money even after you put out your own courses is through affiliate marketing. If you go look at John Lee Dumas with Entrepreneur on Fire or Pat Flynn with SmartPassiveIncome.com, they show you their income reports on the top right of their uh, website and look at them. Over 50% of their revenue, both of them, comes from affiliate marketing by referring other products that they know, like, trust, and use. That's the key one, use themselves yeah. to their audience. And so you can get really, really creative with affiliate marketing. There's literally, this would take literally probably a couple hours to explain all the different ways. But one way you can do affiliate marketing, you can do an episode where you teach somebody step-by-step step how to get a desired result that they want. Yeah. So that could be, it could be how to get leads on YouTube on autopilot or something that, that would be like a, you know, somebody would want to know how to do it. So there's obviously you walk them through everything that they would need to know how to do uh, to get leads on autopilot. Maybe you show them how to set up a YouTube channel, how to, what equipment to use, and there's, there's an affiliate plug right there. You show them your equipment and you link to Amazon. And then you show them uh, what softwares to use. I use TubeBuddy uh, and it helps you rank your video so you consistently get traffic. That's another affiliate plug right there. You show them how to map out their videos and how to bullet point it out so that you're walking through. So you literally walk them through everything they need to know how to do to get that result. And then a few of those steps are affiliate products that you mentioned. And then just make sure that you mention, hey, you know, I am an affiliate. I, I receive a small commission if you purchase uh, no additional cost to you. So if you support the show and you want to, you're getting value, boom, hit the motherfucking affiliate link. However, if you don't support the show, you're like, no, fuck that. I'm not giving Shannon shit, even though I'm getting so much value. Look, man, I don't care. I recommend these products because I know, like, and trust and use them. Uh, if you want to support the show, though, here's the affiliate link. Boom. And yeah. then. And then people appreciate it because you're being upfront and on top of that, you're FTC compliant because it is, I'm not a tax or I'm not a, a lawyer or consultant or anything like that. Go get legal help for whenever you do this. But I know it's against the law to not mention that you are affiliate. Uh, definitely don't take any legal advice from me. I've been in prison for over five years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but now besides you get into prison, you, you are at the point of your life that you get you had some success with with this so you you kind of you're certified and verified to speak up on this topic because maybe it's not legally the the right way <laughs> like legally oh oh i'm talking about like uh for the uh ftc compliance oh, oh like, yeah yeah no no yeah. i know i have to make that disclaimer so i could be like well well he said you know i'm like no i, I hit that oh, disclaimer on him that down. Zach didn't say shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got a witness. I ain't going back to no more locked doors. <laughs> exactly. So awesome, man. Awesome. Thank you for, for uh, that as well, especially the last one, because I know that after going through the four uh, W's and people like myself, like, let me just speak for myself, man. After going through the four W's again, I think I will sit down again. And I got, I think the first W good. The last W, I got it good. The, um, the third one, The, the where, the when, I got it. So now I'm just figuring out the who. I think where's my my most. Where I need just need to sit down and figure out where, who the fuck on the server. Like you said, and gave just look back at you like 18 months ago before you started. Like who the fuck? Like before then you didn't know shit. Now you know something. So just be that person who you were trying to help, right? So I appreciate you that, and especially now that you also 
the online marketing, affiliate marketing, and all the ways you can monetize your podcast and business in general, right? So it's not only for podcast guys, because as you as a YouTube, you can also do it for your YouTube channel, put it in the description, or like for business itself, like tell your clients, look, I use this and this and this uh, software or like equipment. <laughs> you can use them too if you want to have better quality, rank your YouTube even better, or man, buy the fucking software, I will do it for you, even better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Zach, I won't take any of your time. Thank you for, for your time and especially dropping so much value. Um, and where can people find you, man? <laughs> I got to practice what I preach, man. Yeah. <laughs> you already know what's up. <clears throat> Underdog empowerment, dog. If y'all enjoyed this podcast, I'm really passionate about the podcast as well. You can literally subscribe pretty much on all the platforms that you listen to podcasts on. But to make it really easy for you, you can go to underdogempowerment.com right there on the front page. You might have to scroll down just a tad. I got a little button and you can subscribe on whatever platform you listen to podcasts to Apple, Spotify, Google, uh, Stitcher, whichever one you prefer. Uh, hope to see you guys over there. Shannon, dude, thank you for having me on the show. This has been a blast, man. Awesome guys. This was this podcast of the sales funnel junkie podcast. See you guys in the next one.